Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, April 29th. In this episode, Liverpool continue their easy path to the Champions League final. United get a draw and West Ham get invaded by Germans. But first, Mike, all right, you know how I do this. How am I supposed to feel about this Real game? Let me tell you, I don't feel good. No, you shouldn't feel great, but what I'll tell you, let's look at the bright side. Don't I feel happen, I happen to, now for wait, those wait who minute, wait forget. Squeaky hey, there you go. He's wearing the shirt, folks. Uh for those that didn't realize, it was a frenetic game. A lot of a lot of goals going back and forth. The, the late goal by Benzema, Benzema, excuse me, um, made it four to three, and that's how it ended for Man City, which means they go to the Bernabeu in the second leg, up a goal. Now let's just look at it, the bright side. You're up a this goal. Was the best four three game at the Etihad for Man City fans in the Champions League because the last time that happened, they lost. So it could have been worse, Laurent. You could have lost to Tottenham Hotspur again in the Champions League. You could have. Oh, you mean the happen. one where we got a VAR call for the game for the winner? I mean that the one where you gave up a goal one? to Fernando Lorente to lose, so you deserve to lose. That one, that one. And the one that, where they changed the rules, and then we lost you because of the same rule. How about the first the game in the season when we rips. shot when he took thirty shots against Spurs in opening weekend, and I yelled at the YMCA, and someone was like. This person has something wrong with them. Yeah, because I was watching. They don't ask it you how; they ask you how many. But the good news is, how many is Man City four and Real Madrid three? Now, this game had everything, right? It had penalties, it had intrigue, it had goals, goals, goals. So let's talk about it from the jump. I missed the kickoff, and by the time I saw, it was already one nil City. So take me through. How I'll take I'll take, I'll take I'll take you through the first all of the all of the ups all the, the downs first all the ebbs all 20, the flows. the first 25 minutes are city at their best city annihilating real madrid they right. not only do they score a goal in the first 90 seconds on a header by mm-hmm. kevin oh, de bruyne which was so beautiful which was so so good um but you know the it's a it's a makeshift backline. John Stones gutting it out. Zinchenko's in, so there's no fullbacks. The, the The defensive pairing is Diaz and Laporte, which is fine. But City in the first thirty minutes both score two goals and hit the post twice. Yeah, uh, two breakaways, one by Mares who should have passed it on to Foden to score. He hits the post. Then another breakaway where Foden. Is supposed should have passed it to Mares and he shoots wide after taking a bad touch. In between that, Kevin De Bruyne is destroying people, and the pass to Jesus for the second goal is a touch and turn of like Aguero quality. So City are flying. I'm feeling great. It's incredible. Everything is going City's way. I was t- tweeting to you and Chari. Put them to the sword. Because. I need five. I need six. Because, because you must kill the champion. This is it, a special Real Madrid team. And we saw it. So, we saw okay. it. <laughs> I think of it as the old Scream movie, movies from like the 90s. God. Where like, shoot it's him again. Voorhees. It's Real Voorhees. Yeah, shoot him again. Until <laughs> you have his severed head from his body he still has life breathing through him. Even you then, the body dismember. will just just put another body will come out of the, the neck. It'll be like some kind of fucking right, swamp right, thing, right. fucking thing. Right. So 
So we know that Benzema is there. We know that Modric is there. We know all these things. City not only... I, I think they show good resilience, to be frank. The game, first of all, Benzema brings them level on like 35 on a really good, like, only he can score that goal. It's a cross volleyed, side-footed, like, nobody can do that. I can accept that goal. That's like, okay, fine. That happened. That's good. But then as you're going through it, I just had it up, and I'm going to look at it again. City had more chances to go up and did, again, go up again. So City go up two goals three times. They go up 2-0, they go up 3-1, and they go up (laughs) 4-2. And I'm like... The, the the Foden goal was really good. Another header. So City get two goals on headers from De Bruyne and Foden. Fernandinho comes on. The cross to Foden is incredible because John Stones goes off with whatever was ailing him. And I'm like, oh, man, look, it's Fernandinho. He's a warrior. He's coming in. He's playing left back. He he jumps in front of Vinicius who and brings and makes the cross into Foden. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're up 3-1 again. That's fine. The Benzema goal is fine. Then three minutes later... Is it five five minutes, two minutes later after the Foden goal, same play, this time on the same side, Fernando Fernandinho giveth and taketh away. He tries to jump Vinicius again. Vinicius tricks him, doesn't take a touch. Fernandinho nutmegs himself on the pass, which was just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Uh, well, now that's just Fernandinho. That for a but, second because... but, then, but then, wait, the, the, this is the best part. Vinicius turns and takes off. So he's at the halfway line running full speed. And this is a moment that Laporte is getting killed for this, but he's marking Benzema. And he just lets Vinicius Jr. run towards goal because he's afraid to leave Benzema. And by the time he realizes that Zinchenko has picked him up, Vinicius Jr. is at the goal. (laughs) And scoring. You mentioned Fernandinho. There's an important part of this game where John stones is taken off in the 36 minute due to injury. Yeah. yeah. And so what you're talking about is a back line. That's already now. Wait, nobody's going to shed a tear for Manchester no, no, city. No, no. Nobody's going to feel no bad. No, you have four to five players who should, who could be at the champions league semifinal quality level who could play that position. But our, our backup right back is a rapist and is in prison. But there's that as well. <laughs> We've forgotten about that guy. Just he and got now, unpersoned, <laughs> right? And so Fernandinho comes in, Father Time, He's and great. I love him. God love and him. yeah. But there's a pace to this game that really puts him in, in a in a in a bad way, right? And so you see and it where listen, Vinicius Junior, Vinny Junior, just makes all like no one's gonna have a good time with him. John Stones no. was having a hard time, but at least. He had a, he wasn't, he never could run. And he always had Bernardo sort of shuttling Vinicius Jr. back whenever he got into the final third. But I think, I think that, I think, I don't know how injured Stones was. I think that, I think that Pep was like, this is not going to (laughs) work. Or it was working or whatever the case was. Alaba also went off in the second half because he was bad as well because he was Mm -hmm. getting torched. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so Vinny Jr. scores this goal that you could, can you blame Laporte for it? Sure, maybe. I guess so. Uh, there's a couple other breaks. Then there's a really nice play for the for the, for, for City's next time when they go up two goals. This is from Zinchenko, who played really well, by the way. I do. We all love Zinchenko. Silva 
Zinchenko gets taken down and is literally lying prone on the ground like he's dead. Real take their foot off the gas for a half a second. The ref does not call the foul. That's a great and advantage. Bernardo Silva rifles a shot from point blank range into the top corner. I mean, it's like ah, it's like Courtois, holy shit. That was Courtois flinched. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was weird. Hard. Was really hard, and and to to go back to the Zinchenko foul, right? Like, yeah, Peter Drury was on on play by play. Who, by the way, for my money, is the best the play best. by play guy in the yeah, world. He's, he's so so good, and not just in big moments, but across the match, he makes he just he brings so much vibrancy to the role. It's the language too. It's very flowery, right? But, but right. still, but still passionate. It's not. Yes. Yeah. It's like a. Um, he's a but so he and I and I. Uh, I'm blanking. I'm annoyed at myself. I'm blanking on whose color, but they immediately basically give Is it, it assist. Andy Hinchcliffe? It might have been. Um, but they give an assist to the to the referee, right? Um he did have a good like, game, to be fair. He no, no, he did, but like on this goal, and I was listening to the to the post game where Micah Richards was, you know, and, and somebody, uh, uh Neville, I think, um, not Neville, um, whoever else was on the panel. Oh, it was actually Henri who goes. Uh, Michael Richards is ecstatic with the referee, but if Bernardo Silva uh, skies that, he's screaming at him. And I had a thought, right? Because he might have pulled it back. That's what I'm. It. That's what I'm wondering, right? Like, mm. uh, advantage is meant to be extremely subjective, and when he lines up for that shot, it's not quite a Vinny No moment. But you're like, that's not whoa, right? Like, that's not. No, but going he's in. in the six yard box. But um... no, not that close. But nonetheless. If that ball goes into Rosie or just I think you can call it back and let him have a free kick. I would no think so. Yeah. But wouldn't wouldn't Real Madrid feel they like would feel they, aggrieved at that point, yes. So I I don't know what the right answer there is because it's just so subjective, right? Like you can't give Man City two kicks at the can because there was a foul. I, I don't or know. can you? Is it like an N one in basketball? I don't know. Right? Like I don't know. At that point, I'm ecstatic. I've I've now pulled a muscle in my arm from doing the fist pump thing. I, that's happened more than once. Where the next day after a big game, I'm like, my arms are broken. Um, well, and, so, and you should see him after he masturbates, folks. Yes, all the time. So there are moments in the game that slow down where City recognize the moment try and stop the frenetic nature of the game. And they do start bopping it around to slow things down, only to start attacking again. Real, in their moments, in their wisdom, in their incredibleness, Madras gets on the ball at the edge of the 18-yard box. There's a little sort of harmless cross that comes in. Um, Laporte wins it, but has his arm out. And boom. Cheap penalty. Uh, I don't, I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. Benzema, Panenka's, oh, Ederson. Oh, that was so beautiful. The best part about that was I think it just kissed the ball, yeah. the, the crossbar yeah. on the way had, down. And, and the big thing was that he had missed two previous, his last two penalties. In fact, missed two in a game yeah. in La Liga. And so this 4-3 game that, and I mean, it's not, I mean, yes, expected goals is two and a half to one and a half, blah, blah, blah. Because if you, a penalty is 0.7. So it's really like 0.6 to 2.6 right like city controlled this game but when you have a finisher who can take 0.2 chances 0.2 xg goals and make them into goals you're in trouble yeah um mix up for city a lot. did not have any of their fullbacks the the, the fernandinho thing was a problem 
then the second leg, I feel better. There will be Kyle Walker. There will be uh, Cancelo. Yeah. Uh, the Vinny thing won't be there. But then they'll be in the Bernabeu. And while City did win to go into the beat um, Real in the semifinal, and they are a better footballing team. They simply are. But what I think Real will do is they're just going to sit deep, soak this thing up, and just wait for a moment to happen. And then when that moment happens, they're going to try and win this game with 15 minutes. They're going to play for 15 minutes. So let's, let's kind of digest that a little bit because dissect it a little, because what we're talking about here, brutal, but what we're talking about is Manchester city at the end, brass tacks are up one going to the Bernabeu at the end of the day. If I told you that, actually, I think we did. If if, if If they had won, it would have been fine. No problem. But it was the, it's the context of the game. It's it's what no, I understand. Could have been. No, I understand. And, and and I think you said actually to your credit, if if it's a one goal game, you're not going to feel great about it. But if it's more than that, I mean, great. Two would have been fine. One is not. Two would have been fine, folks. This is the life a Manchester City fan leads. <laughs> Two would have been fine going into the second leg of a Champions League semifinal. Do you? Do you? Do you trust City? So here's the thing. I I am confused now because if it were it's almost like I'd feel more confident if it were tied because City would play their game their way. They're gonna play the way they play no matter what. Yeah, but I wonder if they've got something looking over their shoulder a little bit. And to to that point that they're gonna play their way no matter what. Remember the Champions League final? So I I, my question is does does Yeah, but we barely I mean the Champions Does Galaxy Brain Pep was, get on was, the plane to Spain? Was just stupid because he played a, a lineup he hadn't played all year. This is what I'm saying. Before. Does Galaxy Brain Pep ride the plane to Spain? Right? No, That's, I don't. I, I don't think so. And I, here's why. Think so. I think this has been my theory for a while. I think Tricky Bergeristan and Ferran Torres figured this out. The the the, the GM and and president of Manchester City. They were like, here's how we solve the Pep problem. We have no depth. There are 14 guys that play, and that's it. Do you want me to read you who was on the bench during this game for City? Yeah. Here's the back end of the City bench. These are five players. So there's (laughs) – I'll read you the bench. Stefan and Scott Carson. Scott Mm -hmm. Carson is a 37-year-old backup keeper. We had two backup keepers. Ake, Sterling, Gundogan, Grealish, Fernandinho. Fernandinho had to play. Sterling came on. We basically have a bench of four. Here's the rest of them. Number 56, CJ Egan Riley. Number 70, number 79, Luke Mbete Tatu. Number 80, Cole Palmer. That would have been a big moment for him to play. Number 87, James McAtee. And number 90, Romeo Lavea. There's no, so, there's no fucking around. Like so you're taking that his toys in, away. Right. There's no option to fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, no, so my, it's only, so the wait. team has been very narrowed down it's literally but that's the same 17 guys well okay and i do think that injuries played a part in this of course absolutely right absolutely because and and suspensions in cancelo's case but so again athlete the ghost of atleti is still in this game oh no i know (laughs) i know but i just wonder no you would have you would have had four players essentially on, oh, no, yeah. if 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 it's Walker and Cancelo, then two of those kids drop out, right? Then right. then then the guys that are on the bench are on the then the guys that are starting are on the bench, right? Exactly. So it's a little bit different. 
it's a little bit different. And Fernandinho is really at this point, he's uh, ha- if if Cancelo and Walker are there, when City go up four two the second time, Fernandinho comes on with Rodri. Right. He's the checking line stopper. There Mm -hmm. have been some questions about whether Gundogan should have come on to be this player. But I think with what's happening with City is in this two front thing and the the injuries and blah, blah, blah. Listen, no one's going to cry as a river. It's not an excuse. It's just this is where we are. It's just like someone's going to have to play this fucking Leeds game who hasn't been playing every three days. So what will happen is Grealish will come on. Sterling will come on. They'll do Foden is now in the like. He's playing mode. He's like, the kid's 21 years old. We're playing Foden. Uh, you know, Roger will play no matter what. And then, you know, Diaz stones, and then they'll they'll figure out what to do. The suspensions, Kinsella will play. If Walker's okay, he'll play. So I'm we're City are okay where they are in the league. I'm not afraid of leads, but uh they, they I do see think that to transition to Liverpool and their I don't even want to talk about their game, but they didn't watch it. They had Villarreal, they got held at the half, they scored two goals. They're at Anfield. Like, what? What the fuck is it supposed to do? Like, yeah. they they're playing fucking Europa League games in the fucking quarter semifinal of the of the Champions League. It's very upsetting. The I shared some links with you, and I've been talking about this a lot. This narrative of City for the quadru- uh, Liverpool for the quadruple. Are they already the greatest team of all time? I just I get it. I know why it happens from a media perspective. This is just what you need. You create a story, but that City are the foil to this happy-go-lucky, charmed life Liverpool is just, it makes me want to grow up. It's insufferable. insufferable. Now Klopp has signed a contract extension for two more years. So I think Pep is just going to be like, I'm not going until you go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So what I think will happen is that, I think think now Pep will resign. I think he will. I think they'll marry themselves to each other and just be like, you're here, I'm here. Right. It's it's the Cold War. It's the Yankees and the Red Sox from the 90s, right? Like it's it's unquestionably among any of the major professional sports in the US or in Europe, it is the most as an as if you take all subjectivity out of it, all narrative, all bullshit, all media nonsense, Manchester City and Liverpool are the two most enjoyable, fun teams to watch of any sport in the world currently. And they have been for about five years. I, right? I think that they, the mantle was passed from Barca Real. I think that the last couple TV deals really elevated the Premier League. La Liga went to a more revenue share model, and they put in that salary cap because mm-hmm. they were worried about their other teams. And that shift changed. Like I think you know you have the Leicester win, which is basically like that's like peak peak La Liga, like 2015, Ronaldo's still there. Yeah. 2014, you know, Messi, they, they, that's peak there. You don't realize it, but then the Leicester win is just like, Liverpool and City are just like, this is never fucking happening again. Leicester's never beating me. Okay, enough. Wenger goes, and then the whole, and then your your bomb is, is on the up. Spurs are lifting. The whole thing is lifting. The Premier League gets a new TV contract. The whole thing lifts off. It's yeah. second year in the US. The whole thing takes off. And La Liga declines. I think the probably the death knell for La Liga is, to be fair, is Ronaldo leaving was probably the real moment. And sorry, Ronaldo leaving and Neymar leaving really sort of put a damper on it. And then uh, it's really taken off with the Liverpool City thing. It's just the Pep, Guardiola, Conte, all that 
conglomeration of power into the league. We've talked about it a million times. I mean, we could still have City and Liverpool down to the wire in the Champions League final. Uh, I don't. I don't even want to deal with that game. That game's on a neutral site. On a neutral site, I feel much better about it. Like not having to play at Anfield. Right, right, right. Anfield, but we did lose. Did lose the FA Cup semifinal after the war at on Anfield. terror. Uh, after the war on terror against fucking Atleti, uh, that was like the nine eleven of football. Uh, it felt terrible. Uh, I think you know having bodies rolling around, not out of buildings or firemen, but you know what I mean. For, so you're, for not, you're not you're not worried about Leeds on Saturday. No, no. In fact, I'm more encouraged by late Wednesday, early Saturday, Newcastle away for Liverpool. Mm. That game is a slippy, is a is a mm. is a if 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 Liverpool are favorites for almost every game where they're like they're probably going to win 80 percent of the games that's a game that's a 60 percent win chance right and i yeah, yeah and yeah. I, a draw feels I like i was gonna say i could see a draw yeah i could see a one i am going to make a shrine right now here he is i'm gonna put i'm gonna write alan st maximan's name on my on my baseball jesus that has lived with me for years and I'm going to pray to the same Maximan gods that he spins fucking Matip and fucking shitbird Alexander-Arnold and spins them around. So, and folks. Gets cheap goals. And all of a sudden, uh, West Ham, uh, Newcastle United are flying. I'd like to congratulate Liverpool <laughs> on the quadruple because just now on the April 29th episode of the Squeaky Bum Time podcast, you and I just heard Laurent Cortines praying and worshiping a false idol and that's going that's the moment right there mark these words his the name rock. is saint maximin oh well the saint thing might save you <laughs> i didn't think about that but a false idol is a false idol is a false idol so please you're fucked please buddy. you're fucked from all the Madrid's old gods of the new i need alan saint maximin to spin trent alexander arnold into the fucking ground Madrid's gonna win two 0 next week, and and they're gonna kick the Liverpool's gonna kick the shit out of them. And what about your mom? You, you are on happen. the fucking plate. You're up next after Newcastle to try and take on the mighty Reds. I know, I know. Let me just are you, worry is that about at home fucking Leicester right now. No, we're at we're at Anfield where we do have uh, some really really incredible games. In You're an emotional years. team. You might play well in that game. No, I know. Um, or you'll I'm going to worry about out. us in Anfield next week because if you look at, you know, <laughs> we've got uh, Leicester City, which towards the end of the season, it's almost like it rains goals in this game. Yeah, um, yeah. There's been and like Leicester, five, Leicester four. Are, Leicester are kind of cooked, I think, at this point. No, I, I agree. This is a game that this is not – this is not yesterday's Leicester, I suppose, but um, this is a game that you should absolutely go and get three points if you have more than one strategy in your back pocket, Antonio. Um, no, because the is book is out. But they're weak. Like th that's a team you can. You, you, they're not gonna. The fact of the matter is, Brentford and Brighton are better defensive teams than Leicester by a lot. Oh yeah. By a lot, like yeah, like Leicester and Brighton are winning. Like if if you, I'm not even being funny. 
if if Graham Potter was the fucking coach of Leicester or Brighton, sorry, if Graham Potter was the coach of Leicester, they'd be better. They'd be where United are. I would bet they're 12 <laughs> points off of that, 13 points off of that. So, yeah. well, I mean, look, at some level, Spurs have to take care of their own house, yeah. but they need help now. Um, probably more help than just beating Arsenal in the North London Derby in a couple of weeks. They're, as we talked about on Monday, uh, Tuesday, whatever, they're two points up. Uh, they have goal difference. No, no, Spurs still have goal difference, but um, it's getting another smaller. big game. Coming into this weekend Ooh. is Arsenal with an, a London derby against West Ham. And after what West Ham, we'll talk about in a second, have gone through today, mm -hmm. uh, I don't see an easy road for them on Sunday. No, no. I, I mean, West Ham are, are weakened. Yeah. Uh, they don't have any defense right now. Uh, Zuma's so hurt. Dawson's out with a red card. Yeah. Uh, they don't have any. Diop's been out. They, they don't really have much left. Uh, in the tank, uh, they just played. They got invaded by Eintracht Frankfurt. They oh. marched through East London as usual. <laughs> there was violence, which yeah. is good. Uh, my son from the championship, I will still continue to claim him. Jared Bowen hit the post twice. Oh, in the last <laughs> one. Ah, uh, incredible. Oh, <laughs> so my good. goodness. He struck a bicycle kick in the 85th minute. Probably better no, than... No, in like the 92nd minute. It It's up there with Bales. Yeah. But Bales is more 90, sideways. 90 plus two. Oh. Bales is more of a volley overhead. And this one was direct. This was like... Yeah. And he slams it off the bar. It's got that great... Like the bar has water on it and it reverberates and you get that yeah. little shower. Oh, God. And, but West uh, Ham gave up a goal in the first... 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it was a back and forth affair because you had, um, you know, they, they they punched back. I think it was Antonio got the goal, right? Yes, yes, um, it's a tie. So it's so 20 minutes in, 20 minutes later, it's it's 1-1 again. And and it's just, they gave yeah. their best shot. But the thing is that, like I said, going into Sunday, they're tired, they're weakened, but their ego took a shot too, right? That, that's an emotional loss. In the sense that you lost at home, you lost they two should, to one. They had a draw lock. And they and had the draw in the clutches of their fucking yeah, hands. Yeah. And they didn't get it. So this is one where you really have to, I mean. I mean it's, it's, only one, it's only one goal. I, I, there's no reason to think that the way West Ham play. Oh, no, no. For, that they can't go to Frankfurt and get a one Absolutely. Nil. And I'm not saying that at all, right? I, I think I absolutely think that. However, and in the in the short term, when you went in before this game, if you're a West Ham supporter, you have to be thinking we're eight points off of Arsenal. We have they have a game in hand on us. There's three teams between us and them. There's, they're not thinking. They're not. There's thinking no about chance yeah. that we're going to get a fourth spot. I no. mean, it's very possible. It's not likely you get one of the Europa League spots. Sure, but uh, you're not going to to try to win a European place on your league position, especially given where you are and, and all I mean, the, 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 they, they want to finish top so half. They don't want to slide. They don't want wolves. They, they're in there. It's, it's almost mathematically impossible for them not to be in the top half, but okay. so they're pretty much the worst they're going to do is fall behind wolves for, for seventh, At eighth, worst, whatever. Right. So fine. But, but they had, they had all the eggs in the Europa league basket and they had to watch Frankfurt step on the basket today. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, I, I it's emotionally going to be hard yeah. to get up on Sunday. It's still good stuff. Oh, they do. It's still exciting. 
it's still moving along in decent shape. Uh, I, I mean, I think that there's a, like I've said before, there are some clubs that you have kinship with, kinship with. City have weird kinship with Ever with Everton and West Ham. Those are two teams that we have sort of a mutual respect for, that we sort of have lived the same lives together. Uh, and we're, we we do have to go down into the depths after we talked about, we talked about Newcastle, we talked about Liverpool. We do have to then go back into our relegation zone and talk about where Burnley is, where Everton is, as it stands right now, Burnley have a two-point lead. They face Watford. Mm-hmm. They have a game in hand. Everton are still in the mire, and Everton play Chelsea. Now, Chelsea has not been good on a Sunday. Nope. You'd expect you'd expect at Goodison, Chelsea to put them away, but this is closer than it would have been a month ago. <laughs> so let's be clear. Chelsea has been not good in the sense that they have dropped points recently against Arsenal, a loss, and United, a draw yesterday. However, they're way better. I mean, they're way better than those games. They're way better. Nah, they're better they did, than Arsenal. They got, they got smoked by Brentford. <laughs> sure. Yeah. They beat the shit out of Manchester United. And they, yeah, they they're, they're, they're ex, the XG, the one I saw at least, and I know there's a couple of different models, but yeah. it was basically a four to one ratio. <laughs> in Chelsea's favor. It was just sure. under two to just under a half. I'm just over a half, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, and and I mean, right at the end, um, I think it was Reese James hits the outside oh, Reece, of the post. Reese James is a, is, a, is a man out to destroy things with his howitzer foot. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he had a, he, there was a nice layoff, I think from Mount. He, he comes That in, was very nice. I saw that. I saw that, um, yeah everything but the back of the net for, for Chelsea. Today. Oh no. I mean, Chelsea and are, it, Chelsea are superior and Everton are terrible. So right, but you yes. don't know, you don't know. There's a, I mean, I mean, you know, like yeah. I, I'm pretty comfortable of the three games. Listen, all three games have important implications on Sunday. You've yeah. got Everton, Chelsea, you've got West Ham and Arsenal, and you've got Man United Brentford where it's like, uh, is it just, yeah. is it, I'm sorry. That's a, that's a Monday game. Yeah. Um, so you've got Spurs, Leicester, and then Everton, Chelsea simultaneously, and then West Ham, Arsenal. So if Sunday's Brentford a big day. If Brentford aren't favored in that game, there's something wrong in the world. They won't be because of name brands. And it's also, it's at Old Trafford. Oh, okay. Maybe not then. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say, if, I, you, you know, it seems like these Monday night games, they put the yeah, teams with yeah. really good crowds. So, so if it had getting... been at Brentford, I'd be like, ugh. Oh, sure. Yeah. But so what, as we move towards what's really becoming the business end of the season. Um, or uh, what is it? The squeaky bum time. Um, hey, look out. What you might find is that some games mean fuck all. And that's yeah. effectively just going to happen at this stage of the season. Wolves Nobody Brighton. should give a shit about Southampton and Crystal Palace. No. Or Aston Villa and Norwich. No. Or Wolves and Brighton. No. So the games that do have, the, you're, but you're still talking about half the league in some yeah, still, way, shape, or form. Some, some pretty exciting stuff. So Newcastle Liverpool kicks it off in the early slot again. That's a good shout by Laurent. I didn't realize that they had yeah. the, the they have late the late Wednesday. and then the early. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so we'll see if they can bounce back. Uh, I did not see a lot of what Liverpool played as far as lineup against Villarreal. So I'd have no, to look they into played, that. They played the big dogs. They played who they normally. They yeah, no, then that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then straight away, right after that, the only game in the ten in the ten a.m. Eastern, I should say, slot um, is uh, is the three p.m. the famous three p.m. over is the Watford Burnley game, right? And so this is this is just what's become a must win for Burnley because 
Everton also has Watford. And despite everything we could say about Everton at the moment, they're going to expect to beat Watford. And 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 I think what we said on the show last time is Watford needs four more points. I'm sorry, Burnley needs four more points to get to this that is, level. This is three of them. This is three of them. <laughs> yeah, so, eight wins. I still think that first team to eight. Everton's already on eight. So for well, them, that's the point is that like I, yeah. for me, the magic number right now is four and a half. It's four. It's four yeah. for Burnley, and it's, yeah, Leeds, and it might be Leeds five. needs needs a point over the next. Needs maybe a win. Yeah, maybe. Um, so that's going to be something that's interesting. I, th- I think that the way that kind of it, it sort of shakes out is there's one interesting game at every time slot, which is yeah. good uh, yeah. because it's hard. Yeah. It can get hard to watch multiple games simultaneously. And in the late game, you've got your guys, City, going to Leeds, which you're not concerned about. Oh, I'm. I'm I, oh, no, no, no. I'm concerned. <laughs> well, you said you didn't. You weren't worried. I I'm I'm always worried. I again. Yeah. Penn yeah, City yeah. score a goal in the first five minutes. Uh, Leeds are in an unbeaten run in their last four. Uh, Jesse Marsh all of a sudden has this team playing defense, something that was unheard of under Bielsa. But they they're actually Leeds are unbeaten in their last five. Mm-hmm. So they have put together a good run here. They beat Norwich as they supposed to. They beat Leeds. That was the big one. That was like that really they are put Leeds. them. That put the they beat Wolves, excuse me. Yes. That really put them in the in the driver's seat. They get the draw versus Southampton. They beat Watford as they're supposed to. They've basically done everything they're supposed to. And that nil-nil on Palace on Monday night was huge for them, but Palace throttled them. Yeah. <laughs> like if you watch the highlights of that game, there are no Leeds highlights. So I would expect City to to do a number on Leeds. Uh, but I am afraid every game is fraught at this point for City. Every game yeah. is a final. It's five games. You have to win all of them. There is no mm-hmm. dropping, right? Now, if Liverpool drop points, then it'll be a little bit of an easier breathe where you're just like, oh, maybe we don't have to. But uh, if if Liverpool win, it puts pressure on City to really. Of course. Them. And that's the interesting thing about having them not just like back to back, but having enough breathing room where. Everybody on City is going to not just know the result for Liverpool. They're going to be watching. They're going to have watched it, yeah. yeah they're yeah, going to be yeah. watching. So um, they're going to be watching, and then when that game ends, they'll effectively start warming up for their match. So um, if Newcastle manage the draw, if your oh, beloved Saint Maximin <laughs> I comes through, love I fucking love Alan Saint if he Maximin does, so much. And right I might, now. I might sprinkle a little bit on the draw. I think I Listen, like that a lot. Newcastle are in ninth place nine no no i know place i know no, but i think we just need to really put this into context they were in the bottom three the on christmas zone. day yeah this shit doesn't happen yeah so like is eddie howe manager of the year even though he didn't fucking manage the whole season i mean before two weeks ago i would have that same argument about conte and he wasn't so i mean that's you've got we'll talk about that in a second if my point that I was making was if Newcastle get a result, win or draw, and City players see that, that is going to be like fresh powder to their noses when they're warming up. They are going to come out so supercharged against Leeds that they might score 10 goals in the first 10 minutes. They're going to go fucking apeshit. Um, and that's why I think that these are kind of fun, right? Like that you, like I said, you have enough time to digest the outcome of one game. And, it, and it's likely that Liverpool will win. But in the off chance, not and maybe more than an off chance, that Newcastle do get that result, the inverse takes effect. 
So yeah. I'm I'm excited to see that. And and again, as everything we've always said about this entire show, we hate Liverpool, so we do want to see that. Yeah, of course, um, and it makes it makes my life easier. I just want to point out that every win that Newcastle has, even though Eddie Howe took over the team in mid uh, in early November, is his win. Because they had no wins before. That's right. That's right. They so, were winless okay. in their first uh, 13. Let's talk about manager of the year because you brought it up. Um, <laughs> there are there are a handful of candidates. If, if, uh, if whoever, think, whoever wins the league is going to win it. That's just That's works. bullshit. That's what I think happen. it's – well, let's talk about the real manager of the year then. Eddie Howe is certainly uh, a, yeah, a, pro, a, sure. a contender. I think Conte has a shout but won't, won't really come close – uh, and I do think that it's on the back of the last two weeks. If Spurs had, let's see, if Spurs had four more points than they did right now, and they're two points ahead of Arsenal, yeah, he's the manager of the year, right? So the, the last two years, the last two weeks have damaged him pretty aggressively. I think, um, I think that Patrick Vieira at Palace has That's a, a good pretty one. good shout. But they're at fourteenth. Um, like, they, yes, they have a positive goal differential. Yeah, I know. You turn I around know, a team. I, know, I, I get know. all that stuff. I just think that that history, the way this fucking league is, whoever wins the league is going to get it. Like, they're going to give it to Klopp if he wins the league. This is just going to happen. Yeah, and that's yeah. Um, other other shouts, uh, not so much in the middle part. Of it. They had a big lull, but Thomas Frank and Brentford really came out the shoot great. Um, yeah, we. I, I mean, they're really good. Of all the things we get wrong on this show, and they are many, <laughs> many. we saw Brentford coming. We well, had I mean, it right again, from the jump. Yeah, and they then, are your again, friends from is, the championship, and these I are my friends from the championship. Yeah, but I, I do have. I, I, I heeded your advice, and I did my homework, and I jumped on them too, and I found that story really, really intriguing. I have and, a new I have new friends though coming. I know you do, <laughs> and as the story sort of went, it's been interesting to watch ownership ride Frank through that period. As they sort of said they would, even if the results didn't follow, if the football was good, right? And so, the football was good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with their season, and I'm happy that they'll be our friends for next year as well. Um, I don't think there's many others. I think we fell in love with a few guys for a little bit, but um, yeah, I, think I had, was... I had, I got, I got fooled by Gerard Press. Yes, office. yes. Um, <laughs> but he's actually not bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that team um, has just got weird. I don't know. Uh, you know, on. and and Moyes won't get it, but he deserves a, a, a you Another know, a shout for sure. He deserves a shout. Um, and and you know what? And Mikel Arteta as well. For sure. I think for sure. I think Mikel Arteta has as much of a claim to it as anybody right now. You knew Liverpool was going to be there. You knew Man City was going to be there, but yeah. you did not think. I mean, you had them sixth. And I mean, I had he, them like tenth. He took on. Aubameyang and Ozil and, and won. one and one. Yeah. And he got, he, I think a couple of, I think he, a lot of front office guys got sacked too. So, yeah. but yeah. I, I want to pip, I want to pip a game to watch okay. uh, in the championship for my friends uh, on Tuesday. Ah, uh, yes. Your favorite time of the year. May 3rd. Bournemouth who have been in the top two all season came out of the gates sharp. Fulham chased them down. They have been in the automatic promotion spot for most of the season. They are three points ahead of Nottingham Forest. Mm-hmm. And Forest goes to Bournemouth to Ooh. take a shot for automatic promotion. This is two-time European champions, Nottingham Forest, who have been in the fucking wilderness. They're getting uh, their groove back. And they have a great coach. They started the season, I think, 1-7 or 1-8. And they have been in the championship, the level beneath 
the, the Premier League since 2008. They have been in that division. <laughs> and not even making the playoffs. They made the playoffs once or twice in 2010 and 2011. But they are, have been in the wilderness. They are on their way back. Uh, the guy to look for on that team is a kid called Brendan Johnson, who's uh, 20 years old. I believe he's 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 one of their own. He's uh, 15 and 10. He's a new friend. Keep an eye on him. A Welsh international. Probably plays with your friend, Mr. Bale. I'm sure but he Tuesday, does. Keep an eye on it. If Bournemouth yak this, it's bad because going into the playoffs is no guarantee. You can ask Brentford. This was not the best Brentford team. Brentford's team from two years ago was better uh, when they had uh, Ollie Watkins. But keep an eye on that Bournemouth Forest game. I'll be sure to give you an update. And then, of course, Championship Sunday is a week is Saturday, uh, May 7th. So they play on the third. We'll see how they go. And then, of course, we have the the whole fucking schedule plays all at once. So they have three games. They've got to play Swansea, who are good, at home, then Bournemouth, then um, they finish with Hull City. So a lot of fun stuff and the, in the L golf championship. Is, the golf is three points right now? Three points. They are dead even. Wow. Same goal difference, same points. Oh, so the no, no. So there is no golf then. There's three There's three games left. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they have, uh, they have the same amount of wins. It's all very perfectly tight. Interesting, it's, interesting. Uh, good, good stuff. But I'll give you another sense of, of where Nottingham Forest have come from just from this season. They started their season. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Just want to get this right. I know it's it's compelling stuff. They started <laughs> the season off with four straight losses, then a draw, then two more. So they didn't get their first win until week eight of the season. They fire Chris Hewton, and since then, they have not lost. They are on a run. Putting They have an actual coach. I forget his name. I'm going to look it up because he was the U-17 coach for the team that um, – it's not Stephen Reed. For the team that Phil, Phil Foden was on, they won the U-17 World Cup. So he comes out of this new oh, British Academy. Oh, Phil Foden won something? That's strange. No, yeah, when he was uh, under 17. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, and so, every fucking year since, right? Yeah, he's a fuck. You know, Phil Foden's a legend. Uh, his name is Steve Cooper. Excuse me. He was the okay. Swansea manager. Really good, ugly, oh, ugly, yeah, yeah, ugly yeah. man, ugly yes. guy. Very, very ugly. English. <laughs> very ugly. So, very sorry for the digression into the championship. No, 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 but you're good. These are going to be good. our new friends. Uh, we will. We know Fulham are coming. We've got the under over on Mitrovic's goals. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Or> twelve <laughs> out of forty, and then we've got uh, Nottingham Forest with a really good coach. So. I think it's interesting. You know, it sucks that someone always has to go up and down, but uh, Forest coming up will be a big, big story, especially Liverpool Forest are like epic battles from 70s that they fucking knocked them out of the Euro European Cup twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, interesting. interesting, interesting. Weird football history. Yeah. All right. Mike, are you done? You got anything for yeah, me? Yeah, we got nothing left. There's really uh, – we could talk more about Man United and Chelsea today. It stunk. Um, <laughs> that's that's it. Let's get out of here, man. Okay. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network and friends of Fan Hub. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a show. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show. It helps a lot. We need you. Fucking damn numbskulls. 